Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. Welcome you to another episode of the Outsider's Edge. Uh, yeah, we all different to the Tongans, but today ain't today really to be joking around and be jovial and whatnot. It's been a pretty shitty day today. It's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. I got Kyle with me. Um, nice shirt, by the way. Appreciate you. Um, L.I.J. Yeah. that, y'all. Yeah, he got on the L.I.J. shirt. Um, yeah, man, you know, I like to be formatted and i like to be fun and i like to be energetic and it's just been bring that power of positivity but uh not a whole lot to be positive about in the wrestling world right now a lot of uh in the world bro a lot of crazy well not in the world in general but also within the wrestling world a lot of crazy fuck shit been going on um before we start anything let us first open by saying we hope y'all are all right yeah y'all are staying safe washing your hands you know yeah Enjoying time with your family as best you can. Uh, I'm, love y'all. I'm 
think about it. You ain't heard from us in a couple of weeks. I mean, just life, bro. You know, uh, Kyle got some stuff going on in his family. Luckily, I've been blessed enough to be everybody in my family be cool and all, but just busy. You know, I work from working from home. You know, it's just been, and it just it hasn't been much going on in wrestling enough for me to really feel the need to do a, a show. I mean, we thought about doing a WrestleMania recap. And, you know, we'll probably feel good enough to talk about some of that today, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We really don't have a format. For those of you who know me, that's I'm not that guy. My shit's formatted. And it's not, like, structured, but, like, we know what we're talking about and we have a list. No, we just said let's just talk um, today. You know, uh, what? So- you know what? Let's hit them with the positivity first. And let's talk WrestleMania real quick. And, like, not talk it, talk it, but just pick you, pick your top three moments from the two-day mania and give me your takeaway. Three moments? Top three All right. and your overall takeaway. All right. Uh, we talk, we're going we're gonna to get into the releases, y'all, so don't think we... No, we, we want to start, we're just going to try to start y'all with something less sad. Yeah. Get into the shit. Get me out of my funk. Um okay. Uh well you know the main event for me was Otis and Dolph so Otis and Mandy, Mandy. Otis and Jermaine Dupri out here giving boys like me hope that it's real for us so shout out to Otis and Mandy uh that was and that dog in a hundred with a hundred thousand people oh mad, that moment would have been the shit in uh, front of the crowd I know this might be a little blasphemous but. It might not be, it, 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 it'll never touch it, but it would have been Elizabeth and Macho Man-esque. It would have been a callback. It yeah, been- a little bit. A little bit. Um, the reverse of Christian, Jericho, and Trish. Yeah. Um, so that was it. I know a lot of people, if I had to go number two, I know a lot of people were down on the match. I enjoyed the match, and, you know, you got to give, got to give under, you have, have, some, have to understand some understanding in situations. Uh, but Edge and Orton and the finish of that match, you can tell Edge is taking acting classes. You can tell that he's grown as a human uh, since he's been gone in the nine years because I know the match wasn't people, was people's favorite. Uh, and I'm, and they, they I've listened to Corey Gray's podcast where Edge was on, and he said that they found out that day that everything had to change the way they had planned. So they basically called that shit on the fly. I mean, I think the biggest problem with the match wasn't the match itself, per se, as much as it was time. 36 minutes is a long time. That's a long time. For the type of story that they told. Yeah, but if they were in a real arena around people, it doesn't feel as long. No, but for most of it to have happened in yeah. the gym of the PC and... Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It was... it was Long may not be the word for me. It was... It, it was arduous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know that's a synonym but it's different um but if that but that finish was perfect no it was a great finish great finish. yeah yeah choking him out with the new move uh and then like he hit him with the concerto and then like he held his hand as he looked at, like it was perfect um and you know i i'm tempted to say Rhea charlotte because that was probably the best match of the, night, of the weekend but yo that triple threat ladder match was fire I loved, loved, loved the finish. Loved the finish. So inventive. So inventive. 
Oh, and I love Jomo finally getting a moment because of the finish. Yeah, a moment that doesn't involve him being mad at Trish for because his girlfriend not being in the match. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that that was the most inventive the most inventive finish I've seen in a ladder match in a while. And just little small moments that you don't see. Most every ladder match now is cut and paste, right? Not a lot of new spots, but they had new spots. Like the spot where Jimmy Uso threw the ladder at him in the ring, and he just ducked, and it fell through the hole. And he was standing like, oh, shit, I'm not hurt. And he poked him in the eye. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, those are my three, man. What were your three? Um, so my three would be the ladder match, for sure. Um, my second one... I'm and it could be a moment, not a match. It could be a moment. Oh, no. My second one, I'm going to give to the Boneyard match. Oh, yeah, I should have thought about that. Because, like, until I saw them do it, I didn't really realize cinematic wrestling is the perfect way to use The Undertaker now. Because he's so limited, you can accentuate his strengths and play. He got 10 more years. And he's a supernatural gimmick anyway. So you can just play to that supernatural shit within the cinematics. And so, like, that was just such a perfect use of an older, more battered Undertaker. AJ had a great performance within that match. Um, and then my other big one I'm going to give, and this is more of a moment, but, uh, man, I did love KO jumping off the sign. That's I real. I love KO jumping off the sign. He is continuing to devolve himself into the new McFoley. Because he is trying to do every crazy bump possible. I mean, I'm here for it because KO's the fucking man. That, KO's the man. The match was great. Hey, Rollins fit. That shit was fire. The outfit he came out with? I mean, you know. Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know why you're like, eh, but for the purpose of the gimmick, it was fire. So, uh, but you know, overall, I give him a lot of credit for what they managed to pull off and two days um changing so much of it so last minute because of everything that's been happening so like taping it like i give them a lot of credit for a lot of the things that they did that night but since then man it has been like an avalanche of just hold on bad press after bad press after bad press and we're going to get to the bad press but i actually want your legitimate uh opinion how do you feel about them making the conscious decision to keep going with their... And I think reasonable people can understand, even in the pandemic, they wanted to get to WrestleMania, and if nothing else, as a finish line. But how do you feel about them continuing to carry on and keep having shows, live right. or taped, just in general? All right, so the thing that I fault them for within this because i don't fault them for wanting to get to mania or for holding the shows up to mania the thing i fought them for is the second this shit started happening that you had to be in an empty arena why weren't we taping months worth of program that's real like that's real that's what really bothers me i'm not mad at you for continuing to have shows necessarily but like you should have been taping months worth of tapings at the pc starting last month and then if the restrictions are lifted and you don't need that shit that you had taped, all right, cool, whatever, trash it, it's fine. Go back to the way things were. 
But now you put yourself in this position where things have really health-wise, like they're starting to look like they might be getting better, but they haven't yet. And in Florida, they're like actively not getting better because the governor in Florida, DeSantis, he like waited entirely too long to take it seriously and is fucking around. So like the situation there is not good. And so now you're in a situation where you're basically forcing your talent to go to these shows or risk losing their job. And it's like, okay, so now I got to choose between my health and my career. Well, I don't that I think you're jumping a gun on that one because we haven't heard of them having any issue with anybody who chose not to go. We haven't heard any of that. I think that's speculation. And today notwithstanding, because today was a day. But I don't think given the climate and I'm I know a lot of y'all think that I can't prevent so we can't prevent and a lot of times we do defend WWE, but I'm not by any means or any way trying to paint Vince out here as a saint. He's a capitalist asshole, like most billionaires are. But I don't think, given the climate and hopefully given the fact that he gives a shit about his company, that he would have bitched about somebody saying, somebody lesser than Roman Reigns, who's the biggest star in the company from a male standpoint, saying, I I don't feel comfortable. If I'm wrong, then you know what? I'm wrong and I own that shit when it comes out. Uh, But you make great points. They had weeks to take fucking content. They weeks. So it's it's but so that that leads to the rumor going around and it's not a rumor. It's there's it's fact there's factual stuff involved in the story. We just don't know what's happened about it yet. There's a very there's a very stark possibility that in these new TV deals, Fox and uh, NBC Universal, USA, which is USA Network for Raw and NXT, that they only they only have three taped episodes available to have a year. Remember, the the deals were sold on them having fifty two weeks of television, live programming. That's why the deals were so big, because live programming is at a premium. They've taped more than three shows. So this could be a possibility, much like you alluded to with talking about DeSantos. Is that how you say his name? DeSantis? DeSantis. The governor of... Uh, is he the governor or the mayor? He's the governor. The governor of Florida, because you know there was, a, there was a standoff basically playing chicken, a dig measuring contest between Vince and DeSantis to see who was shut down first for WrestleMania. Eventually... Vince had to end up shutting it down because the city said no, and they said we'll do it with no people. Um, in the same breath, if Fox and or NBC Universal is putting WWE's foot to the fire, they don't have much of a choice. And I ain't saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right at all. But we today, I think some upwards of almost thirty people were released today. If WWE loses those deals, hundreds of people will be released. And I'm just talking about on-air talent. We don't know who was released in the back, who was released on, you know, in producers. Creative. Yeah. Writing team. Staff, working at the new, uh, working at the actual office. You know what I mean? And then we already know that the, uh, the board of directors have taken massive pay cuts in this, in this process. 
So if they lose those deals, they don't have a company. Yeah. That's not exact that's not exaggerating. Yeah, no, like realistically, the TV money is what has made them so untouchable for so long. Um, and as a publicly traded company, this is not a time to have bad financials. Nope. And and then remember, they, they there's no live gates. It won't be live gates probably for the foreseeable future. We're talking till early early fall, and that's a that's a that's an optimistic projection. Is early fall, right? So there's no live gates. They lost their biggest quarter because WrestleMania is gone and they had it at their own building. So they didn't have no live gates. They had no advertising. They had nothing, right? Yeah, they- house money is gone. Um, you know merch sales are down because house gates are down because let's be real. A lot of the time you buy a shirt because you're at the show. 100%. 100%. So I guess that leads us to today. Um, I normally enjoy business episodes because so often you and I, we're, we're a different sector of fan, but so often you and I, you and I are, are criticized because we, we talk about things that the average fan quote unquote doesn't care about. Well, I don't care about the business. I just care about the, that's fine. You don't have to care about the business, but, uh, the business is why you got the stuff you do care about. And if you didn't before, today you were forced to. So I'm going to, oh boy, I feel like I feel like I, I hear taps in my damn head right now. I'm going to give you the list of people that were released to furlough today, and these are just, this is just from the wrestling and side. The, and these are the ones that are confirmed. When he finishes that, I'm going to give you a tweet that was sent out today that's a big name that will make me sad. I don't I don't even know. I don't know that one. I don't even know the one to know. But so that's these are all these wrestlers. Ah, that's the first, right? You you got breaking news. I don't. Look at you. It's from um, our same group chat, son. I did tell you I was asleep before you called me, right? Yeah. Okay. Um these are the wrestlers, and note every wrestler on this list has been actually released. Zack Ryder, No Way Jose. Mike and Maria Canellis. The Keep Getting Them Checks duo of the century, Primo and Epico. Whoop, whoop. Eric Rowan. Sarah Logan. And probably the biggest shocker of the day, Gallows and Anderson. EC3, which was almost a given. The other shock of the day, Drake Maverick. Mind you, sidebar. Drake is still technically entered in the Cruiserweight Interim Championship Tournament. Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, so you know that means in three years later it comes back and he's going to be world champion. That's just the 3MB way. Eric Young, and Leo Rush, which is another shock. In terms of announcers, Aiden English, and he's he's a wrestler too, so I don't want to disrespect him by that, but Aiden English was was released today. Mike Kyoto, a referee of 35 years, something like that, was released today. Kurt Angle was released today. Now, these other these other people I'm gonna mention are producers, and they were all furloughed. They weren't released. 
And you're the bit you're more of the business savvy guy. I'll let you explain what Frello means when I'm finished. Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, aka IRS, who was on the bump this morning. Pat Buck from Creative Pro Wrestling. The probably the best, maybe the best producer they've ever had, Fit Finley. Sean Davari. Scott Armstrong. Uh, formerly known as Sarita from TNA or Dark Angel down in AAA, Sarah Stock. The Hurricane Shane Helms. And a guy who just started, not even six months ago, in, in closed his school to move down to Florida and become a producer, Lance Storm. Now, furloughed, for those of you that don't know, it's a very simple explanation. Furloughed means you are technically still employed by the company, but they're not paying you. You've got a job still. You are not unemployed. You are guaranteed that your job will be there when things are back, but you're not getting no money. Um, now the one I was going to tell you about, he tweeted this out eight minutes ago. Oh no, I just saw it. Rusev tweeted out eight minutes ago. Thank you all. Rusev out. Ooh, boy. That hurts my soul a little if that's, if that's an allusion to he's been released. That hurts my soul a little. Well, okay. So let's go into, let's go on a little bit of this from a business standpoint, first and foremost. I think the right thing to do first is to say our condolences to go to everybody that's been released or furloughed. Our love is with them. Go to prowrestlingtees.pwtees.prowrestlingtees.com. Buy their merch. Help them stay afloat. This is a shitty time to not have a job. Yes, they make good money. And yes, they have downsides. So there will be severance packages. They're, they cannot be cut with nothing. They will be paid something. But this is still their livelihood. Help them out. Show them you care about them. That's number one. Number two, uh, this is this this is crazy because I, I, just in reading a lot of re- and just reading tweets and seeing business practices and stuff, the question comes to my mind: Did they offer some people the chance to take a cut and get a severance and leave? You know, because. That's- that's a good question. You know, because think about it, like, Gallows and Anderson, they weren't unhappy. But, you know, maybe they wanted to go, and they just signed new contracts. They signed five-year, 700K-plus deals, right? Mike and Maria, you know their game. They re-signed and asked for their release like a couple months later, then was off TV, then he came back. Were they given the option? EC3 hadn't been used. Was he given the option? Now, very clearly, a guy like Drake or Leo didn't want to go because they've been doing active promos on Twitter. And another thing I want to mention is a lot of people are on Twitter are trying, and this is Twitter, so I don't need to, I, I really shouldn't be talking to this, but are trying to, there, there is the conversation of hoarding talent comes up. I have two rebuttals to that, and I want to give you the floor because you may agree or disagree, I don't know, but of this list, the only one, only ones who haven't worked recently, and I'm not talking about like showed up every now and then. I mean consistently worked or at angles or regular television. Recently, were Maria because she just had a baby. 
promote Epico because they don't even live in America anymore in EC3. Everybody else had, and Eric Young, of course. Eric And Eric Young and No Way Jose, sure, throw that in there. But the majority of the list had been used consistently. So if you were talking about hoarding talent, these ain't the names. I don't think it's so much like hoarding talent as much as like you don't realize how many hours of television they're filling until yeah. you start to see talent dropped out. Like, like, yeah, all of these people have been used. How meaningfully have they been used is a question, oh. but it don't yeah. matter. I mean, that don't matter. The point is they have been used. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about that, though, like I'm saying, is just like they have between Ross Smackdown and NXT... They and have, NXT UK and, and 205. Well, well no, I'm they're all about, brands. You're right. Yes, but I'm just talking about the three that are currently on major American television networks. Okay. Yes, sir. That's yeah. Seven hours of content. Yeah. That you gotta fill. Then, yeah. like you said, add the ancillary brands that are network shows. You know, they've got a lot of fucking content that they have got to produce. Um and so, like, it doesn't surprise you, or it doesn't surprise me really that they have as many names on the roster as they do. But the thing is, you know, like we were saying and alluding to before, whether you care about the business side or not personally, if you don't have live gates and you don't have TV money and you don't have um, merch going out and you don't have appearances happening because the other thing you got to remember you know performers used to do appearances oh, and good point. autograph signings and good point. they had partnerships with groups like make a wish and susan mm. g Komen. you can't have people up in hospitals right now um they used to do the be a star stuff with the schools i'm sure they got appearance fees for that like so many of the things that this entertainment company relies on streams yeah to generate revenue they don't have if you're not generating revenue you can't afford to keep talent now what'll be what i think is a more interesting line of thought to have in terms of the releases um is you know as things open back up and as their revenue streams return depending on how long that takes how many of these people would be brought back? Well, th that's that's a great question. Uh, uh, the question before that question is how many how many of these people would have been released if Corona didn't hit? None. Yeah. Maybe EC three. Yeah, for a long. long so the, I think the big thing that Corona like is before the days of the network back in the days of ruthless aggression when we would see spring cleaning this was what you did with the talent that you weren't using i'm not using you why am i paying you kick rocks mm -hmm. the revenue streams that they've gotten since the network had created a situation where like why would i release eric young so that he could go to aew or ring of honor or back to impact and be on television and like make money for someone else when I could literally afford without having to worry about it, I could afford to just, you know, pay him to sit at home until his contract expires. And as long as he's okay with that, I'm okay with that. Corona drying up the revenue streams has gone, uh, brought us very quickly back to the days of, 
oh, I'm not using you. Why am I paying you? And you know, how much am I paying you? Because like a thing with Gallows and Anderson, like you said, they did sign very lucrative deals Mm -hmm. recently. My thought with that would be, I'm crunching for money. Do I cut three cruiserweights or one Luke Gallows? That's real. Do I cut three women or Carl Anderson? That's a, that's that's a very real guys. If you if you haven't time off right now, yeah. If you haven't to deal with the payroll, and I'm not trying to say that only those people would understand, but it's really an easy thing to take for granted if you haven't had to allocate how people get paid. You, you know, it's a really about resource allocation. It's a really it's a really easy thing to criticize, right? So. You know, um, and it's, it's shitty when we talk about people to talk about things like what is your worth to the company, but like legitimately, you've got to think about talents like Gallows and Anderson. You know, no offense to them, they're both very talented and they're good guys, but like, do I want to spend seven hundred thousand on a guaranteed downside for enhancement talent? And. T- to put it in to put it in, in, in ways that I think the average fan will understand. Most of the wrestling fan base are sports fans in some form or fashion. Re- uh, football, whether that's American or world football, baseball, basketball, some form. I'm gonna use basketball because it's no, let's use football. Because it's the biggest sport in America. There are eleven men that play starters that play on the field on offense and defense at all times, right? You throw in a kicker, you throw in a punter and a long snapper. And that's essentially 24, 25 people that start every Sunday. How many people are on an NFL roster? 55, I think. Well, it's 55 now, but it's 53. Yes. And it was it was 53 people and 10 people signed to the team as practice squad members. There are people signed to that team that will never touch the field. Why are they there? Well, if the the starting left tackle gets hurt, somebody got to step in. And then if he can, with that secondary guy starting, the backup got to be ready just in case. Roman Reigns dropped out out of nowhere. They had to have somebody to step up. If they only had 20 people for the show with 20 spots and one person had to go, what do you do? Now, I'm again, WWE has a wealth, a dearth of extras like that. I'm not even counting the PC. I'm just counting the active roster, right? You, They got backups for their backups for their backups. But that's why you sign extra talent. You know, so... This idea that people that WWE is signing people just for the purpose of them not signing with this company or that company, it may be true. It may. But it's i I'm not gonna call it a stupid thought because there might be truth to it. But I think it's I think it's an ignorant thought for as us fans to think that that's their first and only reason or goal. Now the EC3 signing and consequent release is one of the more perplexing things that they've done in a long time because they barely used him. Some of that 
I put on the talent because when he was on screen, am I even talking about after he got called up out of nowhere? I'm talking about NXT. Was not good. It wasn't. Like, his whole run was a flop. Now, I put some of that on him. I put some of that on, you know... I put it equally on him and creative going all the way back to NXT because nobody ever took the time to really explain what the EC3 character was within WWE. And I know that they couldn't because, like, the whole point of the character, the Silver Spoon, entitled One Percenter, blah, 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 like, that's all steeped in Dixie. If you don't have Dixie, you can't do it. Which is why, like, legitimately, the only place I see him going is back to Impact. Well, as EC3. Unless he goes to AEW, because, like, AEW gives zero fucks about referencing other things, and they will absolutely just mention that he is the rich nephew of some billionaire. Well, that was a disappointing thing, was he came in as that character. I would like to have seen him change the character up. If nothing else, and this is, this is the, here we go, fans. This is the reason why wrestlers change their names in different companies. Because you can be the same character and it's different because the name is different. EC3, by nature of the name, directly correlates to Dixie. If he changed it to Michael Hutter III, his real name is Michael Hutter, he can be the same character. Right down to the silver spoon, I have a rich... Grandfather, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was a trust fund baby. And I used my trust fund to make myself the best professional wrestler ever. And I live in a penthouse suite. Um, I want to talk about <laughs> money. So, WWE has... I, I, I sent a massive list of texts to you guys this morning, to everybody in our group chat about this might be the worst spot as a company WWE has been in since the steroid trials. And I say that for multiple reasons, and I will get to that. I'll, I'll even let a list out for you if you want, for you, those of you listening. But specifically, I want to talk about the money. Because the, the untrained eye would tell you that even with live gates being gone, even with the biggest quarter being gone, even with merch and appearances and all of the revenue streams that are gone right now, the uh, the operating income the company has should have been enough to offset this. And I know I'm not a financial analyst. You're not a financial analyst. I'm not in their books. But you see the numbers of the deals that they've signed. You see the amount of money that Saudi Arabia gives them for a show. More pertinently, you see that Vince and Linda McMahon gave $18.5 million to a super PAC for President Donald Trump in Florida and miraculously became essential personnel or business. So, yes, it is understandable. 
it's damn near necessary that budget cuts or furloughs or something had to happen to stay operating. But was it this necessary? Is there uh, is there something going on with the money? I, I don't. I'm not, I don't even want to break up the XFL yet, but tying it to the exit. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna try to answer your first question. Sure. Um, the thing is about that, because on the surface you're right, but here's the. I'm gonna answer your question with a question. Okay. I'm gonna answer your question with a question, and I hope that the question I ask will clarify it to you and the viewers. When are we going to have shows again? It's real. When's the economy going to open back up? We don't know. And so, like, and, and so I, like, I know that that's answering a question with a question, like I said. But the point I'm making is, on the surface right now, we do have the money to keep all these people and to hold on to everything and to ride it out. But for how long? logistically and operationally you know yeah i save a lot of money running my shows at the performance center from a production standpoint because i can just leave the set that's already there up and i can just make do with all the things that i literally already have um but i've still got to pay to bring the talent in that don't live in orlando um and i've still got to pay said talent and i've still got to pay the production crew that are there working and the corporate people and so, like, and I've got to pay those people in perpetuity mm-hmm. as long as this is going on mm-hmm. because I need to be able to run my shows so that I can still make some of this TV money. So it puts me in a situation where because I don't know how long the economy is going to be in the state that it's in, I don't know how long, not even so much the economy itself, but. I don't know how long it's going to be until we allow stadium venues with actual attendance. Yeah. Again. Um, and so because of that, because that's the other thing people aren't realizing, just because we might gradually reopen things, like one of the last things to be allowed again is going to be the types of entertainment that WWE runs. Mass-produced hundreds to thousands of people in attendance in close proximity to each other entertainment events. Those are going to be some of the last things authorized to happen again. They're luxury items. They're luxury items. um, And they're highly dangerous because of the type of crisis that we're dealing with. And so like, because I don't know if it's going to be a year, two years until I'm allowed to have uh, attended events again, I need to start cost cutting now. I need to be proactive now. I need to think about how I can preserve the money I have to maintain operational costs while I still can. And that's why, as fucked up and duplicitous as it is, that's why the XFL thing happened. Well, let's talk about the XFL. The XFL was ran and paid for by a personal venture owned by Vince McMahon called Alpha Entertainment, LLC. We were promised multiple times on investor calls, on uh, interviews, that the, the WWE and the XFL had no correlation. And yeah, it's understandable that the 
the dudes involved with both, they'll cross promote. I mean, WWE doesn't own Netflix, but they they definitely uh, um, promoted the Big Show show like crazy. So yeah, that's so that's that makes sense. Well, the XFL was supposedly funded for at least two years, and of course, COVID happened. The season had to stop midway, and all the employees got laid off. And then the XFL was ceased for business, and then he filed for bankruptcy. Okay. So that and the and for those that don't know why he did that. He did that because this invent this whole venture would have been insured. He had insurance in case of something course. happened and the bottom fell out. But the insurance is only going to cover so much. So by declaring bankruptcy, the bankruptcy will cover whatever his insurance losses did not. Yes. And he will lose nothing out of pocket out of this. Yes. However, literally everyone else got screwed over. That's business, and it's shitty, but it's business. I mean, think of all these billionaires you see that are billionaires have filed for bankruptcy literally possibly dozens of times. The interesting thing about this, which correlates with the conversation we're having, is that leaves a lot of extra money left over for Vince. Just just cash, liquid cash. Because, again, he, he sold some... Obscene amount of stock to fund this venture along with some personal money he had. And it was, um, I think the number I heard was $300 million he had allocated to this. But the losses only incurred like, what, 150 maybe? Something like that. Not, even, not very much. So if you follow the money and you put two or two together, again, I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not a sleuth. I'm I'm not a gumshoe or private investigator. This is just one dude looking and making my own opinion, which is oddly oddly enough what we <laughs> kind of talk about people for doing on the show. But it is what it is. We are who we are. Um, but that makes me think that WWE is in much dire straits before today happened than we automatically thought, because one can make the assumption that he killed the XFL. To save the WWE. I know that sounds blasphemous, but... No, I think that's exactly what happened. And here's what I'm going to say. You know how you know how you and I routinely have debated the decline in things like gates and merch and ratings and stuff like that over the mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. I think what we can't dispute is even though the TV deals have propped that up, it meant that they have, they have always been, like a lot of people are, they have always been in a very tenuous situation. It's a very delicate financial balance for them between the record revenues that they're generating mm-hmm. and actual profit. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it doesn't take a lot. When you're in a very delicate balance like that anyway... It doesn't take a lot of rocking in one direction to make the bottom start to fall out a little bit. And so I think, you know, slowly declining gates is one thing. Empty arenas is another thing entirely. That's real. And three but and three think, shows a week, I was three live say, shows a week. Think about the fact that even though, yeah, some of those shows might have only had, you know, 500 yeah, people in a Yeah. Yeah. 
but 500 people at 30 bucks a pop still money is still money and a lot of those people are buying merch because at the house shows is where people actually buy merch so like people are buying actual merch people have taken their kids and their kids are getting merch like you know and like you said they're running upwards of you know in any given night they might be running simultaneous shows they run house shows on the tv days what is a week yeah so like all of that money is gone right now gone oh boy and to kind of put a bow on the xfl situation uh the other interesting tidbit that came to light was vince again stated very adamantly that the wwe and xfl ventures are separate but in looking at paperwork the xfl uh wwe actually owns 23.8 percent of class b xfl stock so not quite as separate as it was uh no not at all and uh, if, if the wwe is by nature an owner of the of the xfl because they own a quarter of class b stock then i can see the money moves vince was trying to make to keep the wwe afloat right because remember when stock tanked two years ago for vince and he went from being a multi-billionaire to like only having 900 million overnight which is all to say Right now, as crazy as it sounds, right now, the safer company financially is AEW because they're being privately backed and they had planned on losing money the first couple of years anyway. It's, it's, boy. So, like, you know, you can look into. They're sitting pretty. Broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, like right now they're sitting pretty. This is the advantage of being privately funded versus publicly traded. And let's let's talk let's talk about AW for a minute too, because um, we're gonna say some positives and negatives. Because y'all talking a lot of shit about WWE running, but these fools gonna have a pay per view. So let's hold on. Um, we have talked ad nauseum. Oh, about... they have announced that that's gonna be an empty arena show now. I still gotta pay for it. No, you right. I ain't even like fucking you right. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that but the, the audacity of you to make me pay for that. WrestleMania was at least nine ninety nine on a network that I pay already subscribed to and have multiple streams and things to watch. Anyway, sorry. We'll we'll get out I'll, I'll get on my high horse in about two minutes. Um <laughs> but that we talked to Nazim about the difference between the Khan family and the McMahon family. The Khan family by far has more money than Vince McMahon in the McMahon family. Liquid assets. Exactly. Liquid assets. They are they are more a more profitable family. However, damn near all of Vince's money is directly tied into his company. This That's, is this is the cons fun project. Yes. This is their fuck it money. This is their I wanna own a sports team. Oh wait, I already own a sports team. What else can I do? I guess I could run a wrestling company. Y- y'all going to take this as hating, but I'm not, this is li- literally how it happened. 
a billionaire's son was like, dad, dad, I want this. I want this. No, I want this. I want this. No, I want this. You know what? Fine. Show me what it looked like. Okay. Maybe I'll get it for you for Christmas. That's really what this was. Y'all want to know how much money the cons have? The Jaguars are still in Jacksonville. Like, they ain't even moved the team. Like, that's how much money they got. The Jaguars are still in Jacksonville. Don't they own Everton, too? They do. They do. They got super money. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they got so much money that they are willing to leave their languid NFL franchise in shitty-ass Jacksonville. In that pissant arena without moving the team just because they can afford it. They don't give a fuck. That's a good point. You're either really broke or really rich to stay in Jacksonville. That's a good point. You're giving zero fucks. <laughs> Gonna leave an NFL team in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, and 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 from the revenue standpoint, you make a great point as well about they were never expected to be profitable. They were they had a they had a revenue split of t- of of uh of um advertising but i don't think until they just re-signed this new deal new i was gonna say that new tv deal was a game changer for them make them profitable way faster exactly but they weren't making any real television deal money uh so yeah they're they're set the question is how invested is tony khan in this and what i mean by and we know he's invested i'm I'm not trying to i'm not trying to question his stilo i'm just saying it's one thing to be invested and to put up money when everything is working and you're guaranteed to get money back. It's another thing to put up your own money to fund something that you're not going to get back at all. And which is why I've always said that Vince has more wrestling money than the cons because his whole bank account is on the line for WWE. There. Just no different than Dixie Carter's and and the and the uh, Carter family, Panda Energy. No different than Paul Heyman and, and his parents. Car- no, the Carters are the better one to bring up, and here's why I say that. Dixie was allowed to keep TNA running at a loss for years and years and years until the Panda Money people said, "Bitch, no." And, and as soon as Panda Energy was like you know, we keep losing money on this shitty company and we're not willing to fund it anymore, Dixie had to sell. Like, it, it was instant. It was, oh shit, Panda's not going to fund this anymore. The Carter's got to get out. And next thing you know, they were sold to the Owl people. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, like, that's the real one to bring up. The cons will invest in this as long as they feel like it, but if and when... Big Daddy Con decides he's ready to stop wanking dogs. Oh, and don't do that. Pay attention to where his don't money's going. That. Pay attention to where his money's going. <laughs> if he decide, if he were to decide to pull the plug, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the real question, man. Is the the level of investment and Tony's Tony seems like he's really into this, but Tony's not the billionaire. I think that. I think Tony being really into it is going to be important because billionaire dad will put up with it longer because it's his son's pet project. Sure. But I think the thing that they need to 
you know, just what they need to focus on as a company. I mean, both companies need to do this, but AEW as the younger company, what they really need to focus on if they're going to continue to run shows and shit is quality. This is the time to air your high quality, good shit program so that when a year and a half from now or whatever, you're allowed to start running venues. The advantage that AEW will have over WWE, they'll be allowed to run venues before the WWE will because they run smaller venues. That's a good point. I think because I think it will be by capacity and I think buildings will reopen by capacity. And whereas WWE is not generally willing to work in a 4,000 seat arena, Mm-hmm. AEW will book a 4,000-seat arena happily mm-hmm. and take the game. So they'll be able point. to run shows sooner. It's a great point. It's a, it's a great point. And, I mean, the, most of the, a good portion of the fan base already thinks that they have more quality shows anyway. Um, the one thing that I can say definitively, AEW had, had been doing better than WWE until Monday was... They even um, even in their taped shows, which AEW has taped tons of content, and that's so smart on their part. Um, they've been taping content since the beginning. Um, is they're still booking storylines, they're still pushing stories, and 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 debuting wrestlers, and and trying to do things that are episodic. Whereas for for a while there, it just looked like WWE was just trying to get to the finish line. Uh, Monday changed all that because they had overarching stories that you could tell were leading to stuff, but it took them a while to get there. So I'll give AEW all the credit in the world for that. But then we come to May 23rd, I believe it's the day. Double or nothing, which is the pro- I would say the Pentoma pay-per-view is the first one they ever had. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of their flagships. It might be the, the flagship. I was going to say it and All Out are probably the big flagship shows. Absolutely. Um, they, it was supposed to be at the MGM Grand in, in Vegas. every Like, it's supposed to be every year, Memorial Day weekend. They're going to have it still on pay-per-view. Now, one of the things you will hear me say on this show, every show, I don't knock nobody hustle. Go get your money, dog. Go get your money. But in this pandemic, to run a live show that you charge specifically for the show, and yeah, I can hear the people screaming WrestleMania, that's a different situation. But it's I don't even think it's so much that you charge as much as it's how much they charge. Like, I I would be fine with them still running this as a pay-per-view if it were like, 15, 20 bucks, like, I'd throw that, I'll throw that down, like, cool, fine, like you said, get your hustle, whatever, like, is what it is, but they still doing these 50 fucking dollar shows, who got that right now? Well, uh, I don't, because I should, I didn't get, I didn't get the Trump bucks, so. Uh, hey, hey, we're calling sh- it COVID cash. Yeah, I didn't get none of that shit, whatever you want to call it. It's, we can call it the Rants Ain't Got It Fund, I just, because I don't. Uh, nonetheless, uh, that's a great point, but I just, it's just, it's, it's the money matters, but it's just the audacity to do that. So 
sometimes you gotta have sometimes you gotta read the room. The one thing I think AEW has done damn near flawlessly is read the room. And they might not be reading the room of what the major the minority of their fan base who's critical of them might be doing, but they read the room. They people didn't like the dark order, they changed. People didn't like the uh Brandy's little playground with cutting hair and being a voodoo queen, they stopped it. They have read the room pretty well. Y'all missed the mark here, dog. Y'all y'all have been making a a name for yourself and a living as the woke promotion or the promotion that the fans promotion, the, they, they understand us. And Tony, we trust. And Cody, we right? Literally, the, your fan base every day is criticizing everything WWE does for still having shows and giving you a pass. Be, oh, well, they taped them. Are you going to run a live one on pay-per-view and charge people for it? You're, you're like, that's tone deaf. I, I just, and it's, it's, I mean, it's on brand for me because I, I, I expect this from them like I expect it from any wrestling company because all wrestling companies, all billionaires, all bookers are capitalists. Bottom line matters. They got all these wrestlers sitting here. They got all these storylines. They got to have shows. I get it. I ain't got a problem with it on the level. It's just, it's really hypocritical of y'all to play into these criticisms that all your fan base is having for the big guy on the hill. And y'all doing the same things. Mm-hmm. It's like we've said every week, punching from the bottom. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So, uh oh, Deanna Perazzo gone. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean the hits gonna keep coming probably for a while now. I'm gonna wait for I'm gonna wait for the dust to settle and just look at the summary at the end of the day. Rusev like, was official, by the way. Man. Mm. I'm I am uh mm. oh uh Deanna Perrazzo 14 minutes ago. This is interesting. The people closest to me know that this is something I've been struggling with wanting for the better part of the last year. Happy to say I gave this journey my best and more excited for the future. That's interesting. You know what it tells me? She misses what? Marty. That's stuff that tells me. I mean, of course, she probably does. But here's what that tells me personally. Excuse me. Deanna was signed before a lot of the people that got signed after her and was never used. I was going to say, Chelsea, and then all of those people were used before her. Yes, Chelsea Green was used before. Chelsea Green not only was used before her, Chelsea Green was put with her as her tag partner and then pulled away to be debuted by herself. So I can understand Deanna sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm a better wrestler than her. I've been here longer than her. Why am I not getting the push? And every time she gets on TV, it's to be enhancement talent. So I can understand taking a little umbrage with that. Um, that's just interesting to me. But the the biggest thing is, yo, he dipping in Uncle Paul pool now. That's NXT talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that you you know that some of the NXT people are gonna be the ones to go. I mean, uh oh. Some he's not only dipping in NXT talent, he's dipping in performance center talent. One of the performance center guys got fired. I mean, it's uh, what is today? Wednesday, it's Black Wednesday, man. 
Black Wednesday, dog. God. So, Damn. but you know what? While we wait for these hits to keep coming, I'm going to hit them with these plugs and let's get them out of here. And we'll come at them again later and see how it looks. Oh, boy. Just, just let me, let me, let me get this food for thought for you, for you guys before we get out of here. Just put this on your brains before we leave. The COVID pandemic has killed all WWE's live gates and their and WrestleMania's gates and everything that comes with WrestleMania week, which is their biggest earning quarter and moment of the year. They're furloughing and laying off massive talent. There's a possibility they can lose their TV deals if they don't do live TV shows, but they have to they have to mix that with caring about talent and the possibility of talent getting sick. There's a possible situation that could rear its head with maybe business fraud or and or insider trading. Investors. Yes, with the XFL and the WWE. There is now a legally questionable relationship, not just a morally one, but a legally questionable relationship between the WWE and the United States government with Linda McMahon, who was the small business association head and Trump's cabinet now leading his super PAC of which they just gave 18 and a, and a half million dollars to and, and then immediately are declared an essential business in the state of Florida by the Republican governor. Exactly. Um, and you know, all of that is a, to sum all that up. COVID-19 is killing the business more than anything ever has. COVID-19, COVID-19. is exposing Shaking out my mouth, dog. It ain't killing it. Vince is killing it right now. It's exposing the shit. And we hadn't even mentioned Roman Reigns in his situation or the fact that there was an actual on-air talent that got COVID and they just swept it under the rug until they got healthy. And still doing live shows. So, food for thought. COVID is exposing. And and one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm out of here. I promise we're done. One more thing. A lot of people are happy that WWE is taking this hit today. Fuck y'all. Some people are happy that some of these talents are being released today. Fuck y'all. Double and fuck more y'all. and more and moreover, understand that if this is happening to the biggest dog on the hill, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, this shit could happen to you too. Not could not could, is probably gonna to a lot of them. We talked about the last time we had a show, we said, how is a company like PWG or Wrestle Circus or MLW or any of these touring brand shows, how do these promotions survive? How? I don't know. How do they keep I... their doors open? And so like, you know, if you're the type of person that's out here and is just excited that Vince and WWE are struggling like keep in mind that's the big dog on the hill and if that goes away this is a niche form of entertainment oh, like, God, yes. this is a mega niche form of entertainment if those shows ever got canceled y'all good luck finding televised wrestling for a long time you you think you, just just be, be realistic if USA and God knock on wood, if USA or Fox canceled SmackDown or Raw today, you think TNT gonna be like, yeah, we still good with AEW? 
they're going to rethink it. They dropped it before. When WWE, when WCW got dropped by TNT, who owned them and got sold, their last Monday Night Raw got almost a three rating. You don't think they'll drop AEW? In a heartbeat. They this were is a terrible day. Bring, they were questionable on bringing them back in the first place. Like, they legitimately it, were. Yeah. Their first deal was a show-me deal. This is a terrible day for all of wrestling, even the people you don't like in it. So, yeah, just think about that before you want to talk shit. Go ahead, man. You can find the show on Twitter, at Outsiders Edge CS. You can find our missing brother, Carl, at Outsider Curvin. I am at Dr. S'mores. Brother Rant is... I'm at it's Ray Cash, R-U-I, as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H, in those dollar sign, as in those dollar signs that we all need right now, please. Mm-hmm. We are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at thechairshot.com, where you, or at thechairshot.com, where you, you always use your head. Shout out to E-Wrestling News, the parent company now. Um, and remember, y'all, as always, we here at the edge are just some... Um, increasingly older gentlemen out here doing what we can to try to make it through all this bullshit. Try not to get fired. Trying yeah. not to get, yeah, trying not to lose our jobs, trying not to, you know, lose our way of life. And sometimes we got to keep it real with y'all. Today was a shitty day for wrestling. Ooh, boy. And, like, you know, if we said some things that pissed you off today, like, just remember, we're out here chasing our dreams. You got to respect that. No, and fuck that. Don't, I don't give a fuck. No. I was going to say, y'all. even if you don't, like, we no. damn sure don't give a fuck. So, like, we'll catch y'all on the flip side. And, you know, thanks for listening. And hopefully there will be wrestling to come back to. Keep on keeping on, y'all. We with you. We love y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information,
information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.